Hello and welcome to the Scaling Edge. This is the internet talk program that focuses on the hard-won lessons by battle-hardened entrepreneurs. We're looking for a couple of golden nuggets, some bits of information that you can use to help scale your business and your life. Dan Reyes is in the chair. Hey, hey, what's going on, Michael? Hey, hey. Hello, Max. Hey, what's going on? All right, so the, sh the show is complete, and we have a very special guest. Very, very special guest. Phil is here. He is a business therapist. If you are lonely and in need of some comforting and consoling because you are making all the decisions, Phil is there to help uh, soothe you and nurture you and really be a sounding board to help segue you back into the battlefield. Phil, what, thank you for being on Scaling Edge. We appreciate it. Thanks for being a part of our program. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got here? Yeah, hi guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, I don't think I've been introduced as a business therapist before. That felt very touchy-feely. <laughs> yeah. Very brief backstory. I uh, launched a business back in 2000, totally by accident. Uh, no funding, no backing, just myself and my wife from home. What kind uh, of business? 18 years. Yeah, so it was an online affiliate business. So we were a comparison website for online bingo. Okay. Okay. So we compared online bingo sites. Uh, it was an advertising and an affiliate-led business model, mainly targeted in the US for the first five years. Then the rules changed. And then we targeted the UK. 18 years later, we sold the business to a quoted stock market company. And since then, I've been working, as you described, um, as a business sounding board. So I work with SME business owners to really be that sounding board, that that somebody to speak to that when you're running your own business, it's you know it's great running your own business. You get to make all the calls. You can take the business wherever you want. Strategically, we can go here, we can go there, we can do whatever we want. But actually, you've got to shut the office door and go, shit, it's my call. Yeah. And a lot of the time, and I found this, and I know a lot of business owners do, you feel like you're making it up as you go along. You know, you can't sit in front of the team and say, hey, guys, uh, I'm making this up, and I guess this might be a good idea. So I sit there with business owners so they can say those sort of things to me, like, is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? I've got this problem with a member of staff. I'm thinking of selling the business. You know, the sort of things you can't discuss with your team. And sort of having been there and done it and got the battle scars and had the sleepless nights that business owners do have, I'm in a great position to be able to. And actually, I don't even advise them. It's more a case of, okay, talk to me about it. And then they'll go away and go, right, yeah, I know where I'm going now. So that's that's pretty much what I do. A business consigliere, it sounds like. A trusted yeah, I call my, advisor. Yeah, I call myself a business sounding board, which is sort of halfway between a coach and a mentor. That's the simplest. So who have you done this for? Who have you sounding boarded for? So um, when I started the business, I did what, you know, all the business coaches say you should do. I, you know, I've got to draw my uh, my customer avatar. So I thought, okay, so my business, we ended up with a turnover of around two and a half million pounds, a dozen staff in the online space, uh, marketing led and advertising led. So I thought, yep, that's going to be, that's going to be my, uh, that's my target audience. And that got blown out the window with my first client who was not online, was in a, a sector I didn't know, had five uh, locations and had a turnover of about five million pounds. What and made what you that think that you showed me support him? What made you think an online bingo review guy, affiliate marketer, which by the way, we love affiliate marketers, don't we? Yes, we do. Yes, a lot we, of business with them. Yes, we do. But oh, uh, what, we love affiliate. What, what made you think that your skills would translate to someone 
completely out of your field. What I found is it's almost a case of irrelevant of the business sector or the business size. Most businesses have similar problems. So it's it's often what got me here, what can't get me there. How do I go to the next step? I've got this problem. I don't know how to solve it. And there's this new thing happening in my sector I don't understand. Because my advice isn't industry specific. So I'm not teaching them about affiliate marketing. I'm not teaching them about online bingo. I'm not teaching them about anything online. What I'm te- what I'm talking to them about is running a business. And running a business, the concepts of running a business are the same, irrelevant of the business type. You've still got to find clients. You've still got to reduce costs. You've still got to recruit good staff. You've got to get rid of bad staff. You're going to have cash flow issues. Yeah. So, so people come to be- you and they talk about their business issues and then you sounding board them. So how does that sounding board process? Like uh, it sounds like I'm oversimplifying it. No, 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 absolutely not. I will start with all my clients with a really, really simple question, which sounds simple, but actually blows everything apart and, and gets you to where you want to start. And I always say to them, what does perfect look like for you in a year? In one year's time, what will perfect look like? The answer to that question might be, I want to double my sales. I want to launch five new products. I want to sell the business. I want turnover to get to 10 million pounds. Whatever that issue is, or whatever that perfect looks like in a year, then determines what issues they have. And then we can discuss how they might go about solving those problems. A client will lead with that. And that will then frame where we go, what we talk about, what solutions they might come up with. So what Sherpaing have you done what navigating have you done through your process for, so, so you talked about that one client, right? Completely out of your sector. Okay. You said, I can be your sounding board. Where yep. did you take them? How did you navigate them through their decision-making process? I'll give you a couple of examples of clients very simply. The first client, um, she ran a children's nursery. So she'd started with one children's nursery. It was a sort of classic case of, I can't find a nursery for my kid. I'll set one up myself. And then acquired six or seven others. The problem she had was she was still in the mode in her mindset of running a children's nursery. When actually what she was, was the CEO of a 5 million pound 120 staff. And she needed somebody from the outside looking in because she said to me, she said, I discussed, we discussed uh, acquiring another nursery. And she said, well, I can't do that because I won't be able to get round to all my nurseries. And so why are you doing that? Well, I've got to check, you know, the kids have got runny noses, there's an antibacterial wipes in the toilets. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Let, let's just back up here. If you'd, if you'd recruited a CEO and they were telling you they were doing that, what would you do? And you could sort of almost verbally hear this penny drop. And that started a process of her repositioning herself, you know, and she was still doing things like, Every single person they recruited, she was giving them her mobile number. Can you imagine that? The CEO of a 120-person company giving everybody, down to the jun- most junior person, their mobile number because her mindset wasn't right. We, we, we do the same thing. <laughs> we have an open door. Like, hey, you can call us. Sometimes our phone rings at midnight. Sometimes or text a, messages at midnight. Sometimes yeah. it's the same person calling 120 times. That is. That happens a lot. Yeah. Okay. So she was. So it's just. It's, so it's. it's you're it's, you're it's, helping the small to mid-sized business enterprise uh, lo- look at uh, the looking glass through a little different direction and and seeing their own reflection in a way. What's your ideal type of client? Who? What type of clients do you work with? From my thinking, is somewhere somebody's got to maybe five or six staff, half a million turnover, 
up to say three, four, five million, because that's the point where you go from startup to you, you you move from startup to scale up. So startup, you sort of, as we've all done as startups, you make it as you go along. It's really exciting. You make lots of mistakes. You learn stuff, and you just want to go out and do it. When you get to, I say about half a million, that's probably the first major stepping stone. Where you think, oh, actually, we've got a, a proper grown up business here. We've got to start doing proper grown-up stuff like dividing people into teams and not everybody reports directly into me and I've got to delegate stuff and all those sort of grown-up business things. I think that's the first point people come to me because they don't know how to get to the next stage. Developing a structure. Start up to scale up. Max? Yep. I'm taking notes, right? Oh, yeah. Start up to scale up. That's a, that's a, big, that's a big point, right, where... You're running around, you're in startup mode, you're wearing lots of hats to creating an infrastructure. So not everything filters right to your desk. Yeah. Yeah. And you're I I've you know, wiping again, every I've, nose, uh, you're not filling all the all the boxes with tissue. And you're like, but I always do that. And it's like, well, hold on. So the sounding board gives them a way to think about what they're doing with their time and maybe look at it a bit differently. Yeah. I mean, one of one of the key things I always come across is is this whole concept of opportunity cost when you're in a startup mode when you're in a startup nobody's got any money so it's much easier for me to do it and then you go whoa, whoa, whoa hang on a minute what if you've got a va in to do that or a, a, an assistant or or, or some, i can't afford that well, you go, well we use this phrase over here you maybe use it over that you know are you doing the 10 pound an hour jobs the 100 pound an hour jobs or the thousand pound an hour jobs so the 10 pound an hour jobs are the you know without being rude to bookkeepers or people like that really simple stuff but you're the CEO, you're the MD, you're the owner of the business. You should be doing the £100 an hour and the £1,000 an hour. So actually paying somebody £10 an hour, oh, I can't afford £10 an hour. Well, yes, you can, because you're now creating stuff that's worth £100 an hour, you see. And that's one of the early early learnings that this you know startup to scale up gets you. But I've also had clients who've come to me and said, you know, I've built this business and I sort of take a step back at it and I hate it. It's too complicated. It's confusing. I haven't got a strategy. And, you know, a client of mine recently, what looked like he, he'd ended up with three different businesses and he had what he described as a ball of spaghetti. And what we did between us was we unraveled his spaghetti and created lines of spaghetti. So he knew where each business was going and what the strategy was and, and what we had to put in place. And his, his sort of testimonial to me was, You've made me fall back in love with my business. So it all depends what the client's problem is, is I can sit with them and, and hopefully come to a solution. So Phil, if people feel like they're in the startup to scale up mode and they're ready, how do they find you? How do they get a hold of you? Okay. Best place to find me is by my website, which is www.philfraser.co.uk. But don't go to philfraser.com because that's a medieval costume company. So if you see pictures <laughs> of people who look like look like Robin Hood and stuff like that, you're at the wrong place. So it's philfraser.co.uk, or you can usually find me on LinkedIn. I'm on there most days. Very cool. Well, we'll put your we'll put your website address in the the correct one, not the costume company, but the correct one in the show notes. And I appreciate you being on the the scaling edge this morning. And thanks for being a part of our program. No problem. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you, Phil. Cheers.